You're listening to a podcast from Catalyst Vineyard Church, Aberdeen. You can find out more about our church, as well as more talks on our website, catalyst.fin. Today, I want to speak about the more. The more that is always there. The more that is always waiting. The more that is beyond what we see and what we feel, the more that is beyond our own circumstances, the more that isn't pliable or predictable. Today, I want to speak about the more of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak about the immeasurably more of what the Holy Spirit can do. I want to speak about our immeasurably more God, who is able to do more than we can ask or we can imagine. And so that is what we are going to do today. We're going to look at the more of the Lord. We're going to look at the immeasurably more of his spirit. And so if you've got a Bible with you today, why don't you uh, pick that up and turn to Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse 14 to 21. And I'm going to read it to you. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So a few Christmases ago now, the TV stopped working. Chuck had decided that he wanted to put a soundbar up. And in order to do that, he had to take the TV off the wall. And when he went to put the TV back onto the wall again, it had stopped working. And he spent hours, and I mean literally hours, trying to figure out why this TV that was working perfectly well had suddenly stopped working. And um, in the end, I was like, darling, I think you are going to have to give up on this TV. Like, you've, you've spent all day trying to make it work, and it just hasn't. And there's two things you need to know about Chuck. One thing is that he doesn't like to give up on anything doesn't like to be beaten. And secondly, um, he, he loves to research. He's a real researcher. And so very reluctantly, he wrapped this TV in an old duvet and he put it in the loft because he couldn't bear to part with it. And so then over the next few days, he's researching what other TV we can get because it's nearing Christmas and I'm like oh like me and the kids really want to watch the movies and could you possibly hurry up and find the best 
price TV and quality TV and blah, 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 so that we can actually watch some Christmas movies together. And eventually he found a TV, we ordered it, all fine. During the Christmas holidays, I caught him one evening Googling about the old TV that was in the loft. And all of a sudden, he jumps up and he says, I know what the problem is. I'm thinking, I too know what the problem is. And uh, up he goes to the loft. And in the next minute, he's dragging this old TV down from the loft. And he plugs it in and lo and behold, the TV starts working. He's read that there's a particular way you need to take this TV off the wall, which I actually think is quite a normal way you would take a TV, uh, you would turn a TV off, sorry. And the way you would turn a TV off, which I think is the way I would do it, is with a remote control. You turn it off. Then you would go over to the TV, you would press the button, you would turn it off from there. Then you would go over to the socket and you would turn the switch off and then you would pull it out of the socket. That to me is how you would normally turn a TV off. Not so with Chuck. The TV was on and in his desperation to get it off the wall, he just literally yanked it out of the power socket. And what he discovered was if you do that, then this particular make and model of TV appears like it's broken, appears like it isn't working, that it's dead. Whereas actually, if you leave it long enough and you plug it back in, it comes back to life. For many of us, there are these moments, these days, these weeks, these months, maybe even these years where we might feel a little bit like that old TV hidden in the loft and forgotten about. Well, we've wrapped up those parts in us that maybe feel like they have stopped working and we've hidden them away. Maybe we're carrying around a sense of hopelessness. Maybe it's the weight of disappointment that is crushing us. Maybe we're carrying around guilt or trauma or regrets or shame. Maybe it's to do with the inner pain that we are in that is causing us, it's affecting our lives and, and it's just so unbearable. It's so painful, it's so hard to even look at. I love what it says in verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. The promise of the Lord, the more of the Holy Spirit that he's offering to us is his strengthening power. He's saying, you can stay up there in the loft if you want, but I'm calling you down. I'm waiting to plug you back in. I'm wanting to strengthen you with my power. I want to come and see life flood back into all those places that you've hidden, that feel dead, that don't feel like they're working properly. I love the bit in Genesis chapter one, right at the very beginning of the Bible in verse two, where it says this, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This for me is not only just a wonderful picture of the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's also a really beautiful image of inner healing. You see, the Holy Spirit comes and he broods over us. 
and he turns our nothingness, our darkness, our shame, and our pain, and he brings about life. That's what he does. So that means that whatever is causing us to stop working and hide and protect those painful parts in us, the Holy Spirit can heal because there is so much more of his spirit that he wants to pour out over those wounded and those broken areas in our lives. We don't and we shouldn't settle for living in the loft, even when sometimes it might feel the easiest thing to do. A few years ago now, when our kids were quite little, we went on holiday to Inverness and we went to Landmark how many people have been to Landmark before? I'm sure a few hands are going up. People saying, yeah, yeah, we've been. Anyway, anyone that has been to Landmark, you'll know that in the middle of the park, there is this massive, great big pole that for fun, people climb up and jump off. That's, that's the fun bit, supposedly. Anyway, we went around the whole park. Our kids had a great day. But one of our children in particular could not take their eyes off this great big pole and watching the people jump off. Because wherever you were in the park, you could see it happening because it was so tall. And Chuck and I had said to them, like, does anyone fancy doing this? And they're all like, no, no. But towards the end of the day, I had a little tug on my sleeve. And one of our children said, I'd quite like to give it a go. And Chuck and I are really scared of heights. So, like, when they said they didn't want to do it, we were really relieved. And then suddenly, of course, one of our children said, yes, they want to do it. And we were on the outside going, brilliant! Yeah, you're going to have so much fun! And inside going, oh, no, this is going to be awful. Anyway, we get in the queue. And while we're queuing, we watched one teenager climb halfway up the pole he made the mistake of looking down and then had to come back down he didn't even reach the top we watched another child get to the top and then because it is so high I was absolutely petrified and couldn't do it and so had to be rescued and then it was our child's turn and so they were kind of suited and booted and helmet and harness and whatever and we watched them as they started to climb the pole and up 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 until eventually they got to the top and as soon as they were up the top I could see that they were frozen to the spot you could see the knees knocking, you could see the teeth chattering, you could see they were absolutely petrified. And we were shouting, come on, it'll be fine, you can do it, don't worry about it, just jump. But they were frozen to the spot, they couldn't do it. And the time was ticking on. And what they do is they allow just a short period of time, because they recognise lots of people that do this jump are often petrified and it takes some time before they can muster up the courage to do it but after that then they come and get rescued and I was thinking oh no they're going to be rescued in a minute and they're not going to be able to jump and just as I thought they're going to be rescued <coughs> I saw my wee child grab hold of their trouser legs and physically pull up and move their leg with their hands to get to the lip of the edge and then they jumped they jumped they did it 
despite the fact they were absolutely petrified, they did it. And of course, we're going crazy. Everyone else that has been watching and encouraging them is high-fiving them and saying, oh, you've done such a brilliant job. They were delighted. For some of us, that's exactly how we might feel about handing those parts of us that feel so painful, feel so vulnerable, and giving them to Jesus. You see, it's not an easy thing to come down out of the loft, to come down out of hiding. We may need to physically move our legs with our hands like our dear child had to do. As we ask Jesus to come, and to bring his healing and to plug us in and switch us on with his life-giving power. We don't need to be reluctant. We don't need to be scared or worried or fearful about asking the Holy Spirit to come. You see, he's waiting for that moment when we say, come Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Come with your power. Come with your healing. Come and strengthen my inmost being. Come and pour your perfect power into every part of me that feels weak, that feels vulnerable, that feels broken. Come and fill me. Come and uphold me with your strengthening power. A friend of mine, she started self-harming when she was about 15 she had been bullied for a lot of her childhood. And the way that she dealt with that was to hurt herself. She, about the age of 17, 18, she made some good friends. And the need to hurt herself wasn't there so much, but she knew it hadn't gone away. And then when she got married, she recognized that it was starting to rear its ugly head again. And sometimes if there was a disagreement or an argument that she would have with her husband, she could feel the desire, the urge to hurt herself. And each time she would push through, but she, she found it just so difficult. And then one day she felt the Holy Spirit show her that there was an area in her life that was like it was almost dead, it was numb. And she knew she needed to get ministry. So she came and she asked for some prayer ministry. And the Holy Spirit started to show her all the areas in her life that felt dead was because she had buried, she had buried a whole bunch of trauma, a whole bunch of pain. She had put it in a box and tried to put the lid on it, but the lid kept springing up. And in that time of prayer ministry, she allowed the Holy Spirit to come and to open the box and to allow those emotions that she had buried deep within her to come out. And as part of that, she started to cry and she started to sob and she just, she just allowed those emotions out. And then towards the end of that time, she, she recognized that the whole time that she'd been crying, she had her hands clenched like this, exactly how she would have when she was trying to push through a desire to hurt herself. And then she felt the Lord say, I want to do something in the area of self-harm with you. And suddenly she saw Jesus just standing right in front of her. And he said, put your arms down. 
And as she put her arms down like this, Jesus came and took hold of both her hands. And with his hands, he started to just gently touch her forearms, cleansing and healing her of all the pain and of all the scars. And then he held her hands in his, and he said to her, I've got you, it's gone. You're never gonna have to worry about this again. And in that moment, she knew that the Lord had healed her of almost like a lifelong battle with self-harm. Church, there is always, always more. There's always more of the Spirit. There's always more that the Holy Spirit wants to do. There is so much more of the strengthening power that is available to us through the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but verse 18 tells us that we may have power. So not only are we strengthened with power, but also we may have power. We can have the Spirit's power. We are to be people who carry his power. Some of you have already heard this story because I think I've told it before, but I, I love it and so I'm gonna tell it again. We were on holiday in France a few years ago, good few years ago now, and we had just come back from uh, an Audi shop. It was boiling hot in the middle of the day. We were all hungry and thirsty, it was lunchtime. And so we were gathering all, putting out everything to eat for lunch, and there was nothing cold to drink. And so we decided, well, Chuck decided actually, he would take a Diet Coke bottle and he would put it in the freezer uh, just for a few minutes to cool it down so that we could then enjoy a nice cold drink. Other options of drink are available, uh, but a nice cold diet drink um, with our lunch. There were two issues with this. The first is that Chuck didn't tell me he'd done it. And the second issue was that he forgot he had done it. Fast forward to about two or three o'clock in the morning, and in our wee caravan, it sounded like a gunshot had gone off and a big explosion. And we sat bolt upright in our beds. We were like, what on earth was that? Chuck gets out of bed, he flings wide the bedroom door to find absolute carnage all over the caravan kitchen and the living area. Plastic shards are all up the walls and all on the ceiling, frozen Diet Coke dripping off the walls all over the carpet. And as he turns, he sees the big fridge freezer, the door wide open, and the freezer drawer has got a lovely Diet, shape, diet Coke shaped hole within it where, like a rocket, this Diet Coke bottle had exploded out of the freezer drawer with so much force that it had made, managed to get the freezer door sort of fling wide open, and then it had exploded all over the caravan, like, well, like a rocket, I guess, and made so much mess. The point is, that we completely underestimated the power that that Coke bottle contained. The incredible, jaw-dropping thing about the power of the Holy Spirit. 
is that he takes our ordinary, broken, very normal, very average, everyday selves, and he pours in his power so that we can become people who carry his power. We get to operate with the power of the Holy Spirit. We are broken, we are ordinary, but we have the power of the Spirit of God living inside of us. The same power that we read about in Jesus's day, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is in you. It's in you. Never forget that. Never underestimate the power that the Holy Spirit has and is within us. I met with a lady who asked for some prayer ministry. She had suffered a pretty abusive childhood and over her, the years she had met with lots of different counsellors and lots of different um, therapists and, and the Lord had done a great work in her life through them but she knew that there was more that he wanted to do and so she asked for some ministry and um, the very first time we met Again, just, we just invited the Holy Spirit. She invited the Holy Spirit to come. And he just started to reveal to her areas in her life that he wanted to heal. Areas where he wanted to bring her freedom. The power of fear that she was bound to, he broke during that time. He broke it over her life. And he did so much in about an hour and a half that I... I was watching as it was, it was like she was being transformed before my very eyes. It was incredible what God was doing through her and in her. It was amazing. And just towards the end of this session, I felt the Lord say, pray for her leg. Because she had walked in with a stick and she said that her, she'd been walking with a stick for quite a long time because she had such pain in her leg. And so we prayed for physical healing for her leg. And she gets up and she starts to test it out and it feels okay. So she's testing out a bit more and starting to walk around the room and it feels pretty good. And then she's walking even faster around the room. And then she realizes Jesus has healed her leg. She left that day experiencing the power of God in such a remarkable way where not only did he come and do an, a beautiful, great work in the midst of her inner pain, healing her and setting her free, but also she experienced a physical healing as well. And she walked out that room carrying her stick. Church, let's not underestimate the work that the Spirit of God has for us. He's enabled us to be people who carry his power, not because of who we are, not because of what we've done or not done, but because of Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. 
You see, because of Jesus, we have this incredible, huge, gigantic, mighty power that causes demons to flee, healing to invade, peace to fall, hope to spring up, and the impossible to be made possible. Let's never forget what we carry. Let's never forget what we've been given. Because you know what? It's not only for in here. It's not only for in the church, but it's for your friends, your neighbors, the person you meet in the car park, your work colleagues, the stranger on the street who are in desperate need of experiencing the power of Jesus at work in their lives. And the people who carry that, it's you. It's you. So we are strengthened with power. We have power. And lastly, we will see immeasurably more than we can imagine. Verse 20 says, Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. I just love this word immeasurably. It's such a great word. You see, Paul in his letter, he's writing this to the Ephesian church and he's reminding them about the more of the spirit. He's saying... Now to him who's able to do infinitely more, vastly more, immensely more, massively more, greatly more, colossally more, hugely more, enormously more, much, 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 much more than all we can ask or imagine. Yet, I wonder if for some of us, we've settled for something that we should never have settled for. We've been too quick to accept or adjust our lives maybe around a painful circumstance or a difficult situation. Maybe we've resolved ourselves to the fact that some of the hopes and dreams that we felt were from the Lord and just never going to come to pass. Maybe we're living in the middle of a broken relationship or infertility or sickness and we think, well, that's me that's my lot. Or maybe for others of you, you look around and you think, it's others who get to do the stuff, as John Wimber would say. Others who get to pray for healing and see healing happen. Others who um, tell people about Jesus. Others who get prophetic words, but it's not me. I can never do that. That's, that's just not my thing. You've discounted yourself. But what if there is more? Not only more, but immeasurably more for you. What if there is immeasurably more than you can see right now? What if there is immeasurably more than your situation dictates? What if there is immeasurably more than the place that you've settled in right now? What if the, sp what if, um, the more that the Spirit has in mind is immeasurably more for you and for me? I'll finish with this. A few weeks ago, Chuck and I were in Copenhagen. We had the privilege of speaking at the Nordic Vineyard Leaders Conference. And I was speaking um, about the Holy Spirit, 
my favorite topic to speak on and I was telling some stories and it was the last night and people were worshiping, ministry was happening and then I get a tap on my shoulder and one of the pastors, who's an incredible evangelist, um, he had been staying um, at a hostel nearby during the conference and he'd met a young man who was a Muslim and he had told him that he was here and at the conference and what he was doing and he said, I've been hearing stories about the power of Jesus. Would you like to experience that for yourself? And this young Muslim guy said, yeah, I'll give it a go. So Sebastian, this pastor, he brings, he brings this guy to the conference. He taps me on the shoulder and he says, hey, you know, you know what you were speaking about, about the power of the Holy Spirit? This guy here wants to experience it for himself. Can you pray for him? And in that moment, you know, I was like, oh, Lord, gulp inside. Like, you've got to come through. You've got to come through. So I was like, yeah, okay. He said, what do I need to do? Because I want the best possible experience from this. So I said, okay, well, maybe if you feel comfortable, you could hold your hands out like this and you could close your eyes. Yet by holding your hands out, you're basically saying, I want to receive everything you have for me, Jesus. And by closing your eyes, you're just taking away all the distractions. So he was like, yeah, I can do that. I said, I'm going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come. And if you want, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to come as well? And he said, yeah. So that's exactly what he did. About an hour later, we spent an entire hour ministering to this young man. From the outside, you would never know. He didn't move a muscle. You would never know that he was having a profoundly life-changing encounter with Jesus. It was only because we were asking him what's happening. And he told us that Jesus came, Jesus met him, Jesus spoke to him, Jesus took him to different places. He, he had the most amazing revelation of who Jesus was. And during that time, as we were ministering to him, Sebastian led him to the Lord. He said, do you want to give your life to Jesus? All the while he's standing like this, he's going, yes, yes, yes. And he gives his life to Jesus. And after that hour, he opens his eyes and he says, wow, what was that? I have never experienced anything like that in my entire life. He said, Jesus is alive. We're like, yes, he is. He said, I didn't think that I was burdened. I didn't think I was heavy. But I feel so light, so free, so full of peace. I can't even explain to you how I feel. Friends, that is the immeasurably more of the Holy Spirit. He's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And he uses us. He uses you. So don't limit him. Don't confine him. Don't settle because there is always, always more. Why don't we pray? And Lord, we just ask right now, wherever we are watching this, that you would come with the more of your spirit. You might want to close your eyes and open your hands like there. That guy that I just spoke about, invite Jesus in.
We want more. More of your spirit, Lord. And for each of us, it will be different, but we know where we need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I just encourage you now. If you're visual, you might just want to picture the cross and lay before him those things where you just need breakthrough or those painful parts in you. The things that you're longing to see. Maybe for many people here, you have discounted yourself from ever being able to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, to ever be able to pray for people and see something happen or bring a prophetic word. You've discounted yourself and today you're saying to the Lord, I'm up for it, please use me. Would you come, Father, through your spirit and fill us afresh? for new visions, new dreams, for healing to invade, for situations to shift, where finances, where there's financial worry or agony right now, would you come, Lord, would you come the immeasurably more of your spirit into that situation and not only reveal what you have to say, but will you make a way, will you change what currently is the situation that feels so hard and so difficult? The immeasurably more God, we love you and we eagerly anticipate and follow you. Amen.